live from Los Angeles. This is Dre's Geek Philosophy, the December 4th edition. We are here in the secret podcast studios. I have in front of me executive bruiser Sam Zia. What is up, Sam? Hey, how's it going? It's it, it's going right now. It's going. In uh, progress. It, it, everything is in progress as normal. Uh, and this week... Uh, a judgmental nerd, Pete Molini, is not with us. He is out with a family thing, uh, they, uh, a, a secret birthday party for his mom. So he uh, obviously is un- unable Hopefully to. Hopefully, she's not watching or listening right now. Otherwise, I think the party's won't. happening right now. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> It was Monday night, so I, I really doubt. Although, while Pete's dad actually does watch the show, but I feel like he's participating in said birthday party, so he would not be watching. Happy birthday, Mama Molina. Ha- happy birthday Malini. to Pete's mom. <laughs> Mama Molini is. Is they're, they're throwing her a surprise party. The the, the, the clan Malini is throwing her a party. So he is out today. So it's just you and me, Sam, and whomever decides to join us on our Facebook live stream or on Twitch. So, you know, it, it didn't dawn on me until today. I saw it on the Internet. Star Wars Episode Eight is only 10 days away. It felt a lot further away in my mind. I don't know I've about you. I've been keeping an active countdown on this. Oh, I've you have? Been, oh, my God. I've been so excited about this. Because I mean, you got to understand, I mean, as much as I enjoy all the Marvel movies mm-hmm. and all the, the hype around the, correct, the, correct. the DC versus Marvel madness that's going on right now. Marvel madness. Marvel ma- <laughs> Marble madness. Marble madness. I remember that game from that's the NES. But with all of that happening, it's... I was excited about all that, but I was kind of just hold, using that to hold me over to get to this point. To get to Star Wars Episode Eight, And right now, I am just on that. I'm like, I'm, I'm, uh, what was it? I'm electric right now. You're electric. You have goosebumps. I'm, you're feeling it. Oh, yeah. You're feeling it in your fingers. Feeling it in the back of your neck. That, that's cool. Yeah. It, it, because I, I saw one of my friends, he he's starting a uh, his rewatch, but he said like twelve days. Of, I'm like, but there's only like eight movies. Oh no, he's watching the Star Wars Holiday Special, <laughs> which uh, until I saw some stuff about it uh, th- this month on the air, I did not know there is V uh, Chewbacca's dad is experiences VR sex in the Star Wars <laughs> Holiday Special. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yes, indeed. He, uh, I did not see until I, I saw one of these. Uh, one of these, you know, on, on, on Facebook, you see all these videos. They show like, the top five things, all the, the five things you don't remember from the Star Wars Holiday Special. I, 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 I never watched it. I, I didn't have the fortune. I probably, I'm not sure if I was born yet. I, I think that might have been 78 <laughs> when the Star Wars Holiday Special happened because I feel like it happened between uh, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. I've seen it. I saw it with our good friend Andrew Koch. Oh really? And you guys did like a viewing? Oh God, it's. It's not I, I good. Think, I think he actually has the copy. Of oh wow! Yeah, so we, we we may need to go and uh, organize <laughs> this for you, so you could Ooh. so you could feel the uh, you want you know what you might not enjoy it because the first because ten it, minutes are in Wookiee, aren't they? There is no there is no uh, English dialogue. I'm not sure it's, you would enjoy it because it, for me it holds the same place as the movie The Room, <laughs> where it's something that's so horrible. It's so bad that it's good. That it's awesome. <laughs> it, it breaks the meter, so to speak, just like. The the room yeah it was like and i saw the the image of a of i guess uh mark hamill because he had gotten into that bad accident in between a new hope and uh, empire strikes back and his face was scarred yes. and it, you, you see him like he communicates via like uh, i guess via satellite or whatever and he has a lot of makeup on his face he looks like a ken doll yeah. with the amount of makeup they put on him to cover up the scars from, from his from his from his accident 
I was tripping out. And yeah, then Wookie VR sex. And then, and of course, so my friend, oh, show contributor Rick Mears, he's he's doing this 11 or 12 days of Star Wars. He's also watching the Endor movies, you know, the battle for Endor, which mm. I remember watching in elementary school. They, that, it was one of those summer programs where, you know, you just go hang out at the school because your parents uh, don't want to have to deal with you. Yeah. And I remember watching the Star Wars movie where like, it was the Ewoks fighting off the Empire on Endor. <laughs> I, I don't know if this was pre-Return of the Jedi era. Well, I think it was released after Return of the Jedi, but, but the, we're in the timeline. Time we're in the timeline. It, it fell on where yeah. they got like these little human, like, this human missionaries are hanging out. I'm assuming it's before. I would guess, right? That this is how they conquer Endor and turn it into the shield base for the Death Star. Yeah. yeah, much like how we had to go through Rogue One to find out how we led up to Darth Vader right. knocking on uh, Princess Leia's spaceship. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm here, for, home? I'm, here for your, I'm here for your plans. <laughs> I believe you have something of mine in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. Excuse I was me. trying to climb over the fence to get to it, but it's a really sharp fence, so I just want to come over here and introduce myself uh, to I, you. I'd rather not climb over. I'm Darth <laughs> Vader, and I may be your father. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. We'd have to get a DNA test or something. <laughs> we may have to go on uh, Jerry Springer. Can you imagine Maury Remember Povich? Huh? Can you imagine Maury Povich doing that? Like, w- like he's got Luke and Leia sitting in those chairs, and Vader on like distant in the third chair, and then he goes, "Vader, you are the father." And boom, then the crowd boom, goes boom, like boom. they crazy play Outcast like, oh, and they yeah. start doing all that stuff, and he just no. Luke fall to his knees. No. <laughs> And then Luke's like, it can't be true. It's impossible. This monster can't be my father. Such your feelings. You know it's true. And Luke. she's my sister. I kissed her. I totally made out with her. Oh, no. Maury says, now, if you want, we can organize some family therapy for you guys. But we would love to have you back on the show in a couple of months just to see how things are progressing. No. And then like a month later, he chopped off my hand. <laughs> I, I see things are not going well. <laughs> So now, yeah, my friend, he's doing all rewatch all, and I did the same thing prior to um to episode seven where I, I rewatched, uh, I rewatched uh, well against my against my better judgment, I rewatched episode two, uh, nah. uh, three, I, three, I don't mind. Three is okay because the whole transformation that that's just bad. Yeah, this, that that movie was not bad yeah, by comparison atrocious. to the other ones. It, uh, it, it wasn't it, terrible, although it, it still reeks of and, burnt hot dogs. Yeah, it, it's it's still not good. Like every time you see Obi Wan, he killed. The younglings. And he like bites his finger. It, it's like, wow, it's just over, over hammy acting from you and McGregor. Yeah, just yeah. ham, just the, the ham was out. And then I rewatched. The ham was out and burnt. And burnt. Ugh, <laughs> stunk. Ugh. And, and rewatching Poor the Anakin's original. Wang. <laughs> Anakin's Wang. Remember the, the Phantom Boner? Because <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. As we've discussed before here on on an episode where when he was flying face down in lava in Mustafar, his dick was gone. Oh, I God, mean, there's no yeah. way. Yeah, there's no way you're that angry and kill uh, that can be that angry and continue to move on life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how much with the force you are or how mu- how one you are with the force it, that your your wing's not going to survive. Oh no, a planet a planetary meltdown. I mean, yeah, I mean, what, you, you I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go rewatch some of these movies before yeah. episode. I'm going to rewatch. I'm going to see him. He's because he gets set on fire. They show him like ah, he's like legless with one ah, with his robo arm and his freaking ah. 
<laughs> Face down in a pool of lava. Yeah. That, bye bye, Dick. Bye bye. No, yeah. The, he, were, he was not going to have any other chosen ones <laughs> after that. Oh, no. It was like at once he heard the screaming of a million seamen, and all at <laughs> once they were all silenced. <laughs> Because you know the his semen are full of, full of McLorians. I'm sure. I'm sure somewhere Yoda's like, ah, oh, I felt the, I felt the force. Do you think that did billions of little little Jedi life? Do you think that you know like the the various Jedi ever force choke their chicken just because they can? Oh no, God! If David Carradine was a uh, was a Jedi, he would have force choked himself. Dude, he would have forced. <laughs> he would have had one force choke around his neck and the other around around his. Yeah, be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Uh, people who have joined right now, you joined at a great time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've joined us at a great time here on Facebook Live. Both on the show and ex- existentially. Existentially, yeah. <laughs> just, just thinking about that, that kind of stuff. If, if Dave Carradine had been a Jedi, force choking all over the place, he, he might still be alive. <laughs> Man, and, and we did discuss this last week. Uh, the Infinity War, because we were talking about the, the Infinity War trailer came out like the day after yeah. we were here, and it's just a nerd overload. It's like the most watched trailer on the internet. I know you're just talking that, you know, Marvel movies are okay, but Star Wars is, is king. And so that, that happened in the last week since we were here last. And that, 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 was, a, that, was, a, that was a big thing. That, that, was, that was a pretty big thing. Like uh, that, that trailer had more going for it than any of the DC movies have had total combined. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, 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 that was insane. I, it, I, hadn't, I didn't have. I hadn't had a feeling like that watching the trailer since the the first Force Awakens trailer. Oh yeah, where, yeah dude. It was like holy shit. Yeah. Like that. There's a lot of things happening in that in that trailer. And it, it, on Wednesday, Pete and I discussed it. But I wanted to discuss it here on Monday because I feel like we have some people who watch on Mondays and watch on Wednesdays. And so I, I do want to talk about it a little bit tonight. Where they really went heavy on Black Panther in in this trailer. There's there, there's a lot of Black Panther influence. I feel like they don't want people to forget <laughs> that there's a Black Panther movie between now and then. Oh yeah, no that they used this as another advertisement for Black Panther. It, it was yeah because you you saw a lot of Black Panther. You saw freaking all of his. You saw his army rolling with the Avengers. I, I'm telling you, I the only thing that will make like truly make Black Panther it for me. Mm-hmm. Is if there's a cameo by Black Dynamite. I knew. I, I, I knew. I could feel it in my mind. Like you're going to say Michael just J. White. Just a cameo. Just a cameo. <laughs> if him, Michael J. White somewhere in there. Yeah. Just no. Just or as Black, as Dynamite, Black Dynamite. With the afro See, and they, the leather suit. They lock eyes for a moment and then they just like give each other that knowing nod. You know. The, yeah. I feel <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. That would make the movie for me. Brother that Panther. Would make, that would make it like it, just that alone would make it right up there. Brother T'Challa. I dig it. Yeah. You know <laughs> that, what? That I would, just found out amazing. something here. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I was looking through, because I was having the discussion. One of my friends uh, watched uh, Space Jam recently. Uh-huh. And, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. And talking about, like, the NBA star power in the movie. And, the very, <laughs> and just the star power in general in the movie. You had Charles Barkley. Right. You had Sean Bradley. Uh, Larry Johnson. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing, and Muggsy Bogues. Yes. Those, those are the five players yeah. who had their. Bill Murray their, was in it also. That's right. Bill Murray had his Murray. awesome cameo at the end where he came in and saved the day. Yeah, there was a lot going for, for that movie when it came out. Mm-hmm. It was huge, and still today, people look back on it very lovingly. There was a movie that came out in the seventies mm-hmm. 
that absolutely it was a basketball themed movie. Okay, all right. That had bigger star power for its time. And on top of it, like I already love the movie. I'm to intrigued. Begin with. I'm intrigued. Okay, uh, it's called The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. You know, I I I have never watched that movie. I'm aware of that movie. Yeah, starring Dr. J. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I, I believe I know the discussion that you were having because yeah, uh, well, I think our mutual friend Chris Moreland. That's right. Was watching. He was watching Space Jam and saying, "Oh, there's never been an athlete who, at the peak of his career, made a movie about himself." And you're like, "Oh, contraire, mon frere." Well, Muhammad Ali did it himself first. <laughs> he did. That was another. That's another story. But that's Muhammad Ali. But Dr. J was in this movie. It also had, like, as far as, like, star power goes, it had Jonathan Winters, the comedian in it. Mm -hmm. It had uh, 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 Stalker Channing in it. Stalker Channing. It had... some real like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in right. it. So yeah, you had a bunch of legit legit NBA players. Legit NBA talent was in it. And then on top of that, I found out that Shonuff himself was in the movie. (laughs) Ha! No wonder you want uh, Black Julius Panther. Carey. You want uh, Black Dynamite in Black Panther. Yeah. This this can be done. This yeah, I've <laughs> this seen has it been done, done in the past where a legend, a great actor, a brilliant, just arguably the greatest villain in film history, Shonuff. Yep, he's the prettiest. He's the meanest. <laughs> he's the baddest mofo low down around this town. Hell yeah. He was in the fish that saved Pittsburgh. A fish that saved Pittsburgh as a militant Muslim. <laughs> How funny! See, I remember as a child, you know, b- back in the day when our local channels used to show movies throughout the day before all this trash television used to happen. I remember seeing advertisements for the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Oh yeah! But I didn't know it was a basketball movie. I just thought it was a movie about a fish. No. And- <laughs> And so I would change the channel. I'm like, the fish that saved Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh, screw this. The reason why it was called the fish that saved Pittsburgh was because uh-huh. their team name was the Pittsburgh Pisces. Ah. And the whole theme of the movie was that they found players who were astrologically connected with each other, <laughs> and their astrological guide was Stockard Channing. And this was the 70s, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. That's Back in the day of what's your sign, and now you know, found out, find out how to run the pick and roll based off of astrology. <laughs> That is too much. It's a fantastic oh, movie. The fish that saved. I, I'm going to have to track that down. I'm sure I can find it on some sort of either Amazon video or or something. Yeah, right it's there. around. I don't somewhere. know if it's on Netflix or not, but I'm sure it, 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 I'm sure we I can locate that so I can I can experience the majesty because seeing your excitement about this make, makes me want to watch it. It's great because it seems like it, it's the Space Jam of the 70s. It absolutely is. Uh, you know, you, you don't have so much of a villain as like the people, like the big villain of the entire thing is really they're competing at most with themselves. Oh, okay. So it's an inward journey, but they're playing against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Norm <laughs> Nixon and and a whole ton of other NBA. Like the, like the, the, the big, the, the, the big, big bad players. guy on the other team was Spencer Haywood. <laughs> A guy who, ha- by legend, shattered a backboard by dunking it from beyond the free throw line Oof. and was known to be able to d- uh, grab a dollar off the top of the backboard. That, that, that is crazy. Yeah. I, I will have to investigate that. But you did mention The Room. Oh, you, God, you, you, know what, you know you know what uh, came out in limited release this past weekend? Yes, it comes out in wide release this Friday. Yeah. The Disaster Artist. I'm... I really want to see it, and at the same time, I don't. Uh, you know what? Let me tell you this. I uh, guess, Previous guest on this show, Trent Trail, the biggest, uh, one of the big, I, I would dare say he rivals your love of the room. Yes. He, he's up there in, in, in his uh, enjoyment of that movie. He, I, I, I've been speaking with him about it frequently prior to the release. He was very concerned because he, he, he's not a fan of James, and, and especially not Dave Franco. He's not a fan of the, those, yeah. those characters, those guys. Yeah. <laughs> those, and... Uh, 
he was concerned about the movie, but he went to go see it. He and Jonah and and all, all that circle the of friends, whole crew. The, that whole group, they went to go watch the Disaster Artist this past Saturday. He came back, and he said it was excellent and magnificent. Wow. He, I thought he would be probably the harshest judge of that film because yeah. how do you take the Citizen Kane of bad movies or, as you mentioned, something that is bad, awesome, something that breaks the scale and goes so, from bad to awesome? How do you do? How do you document this? How do you make that book into this movie? And apparently, James Franco did a good thing. Yeah. Well, we can call it the Citizen Kane. That, that you totally can. Yeah. It's a legendarily bad movie but the thing that made the movie great was what the audience did for it in the right. theaters it became the, reason, the rocky horror picture show of our of our generation absolutely and i'm i'm hesitant to go see it because i it's not just that i love the movie so much it's right. like it it feels like the, seeing it would mean the end of it for me Oh well, why why is that? Why why why, why would it be the end of, of because of the room when you for see you? how the sausage is made, you don't want to eat it anymore. But I, and I've seen the making of the movie, so I know okay. how what went down. I know the whole the whole kitten. But apparently, this movie is it's hilarious. It I, is quite enjoyable. I'm sure it is, and, and I'm just afraid that it will take away the the, the magic, the uh, the, the, the je <laughs> the innocence of it. The inno- well, because there. Uh, there's this great video I watched this morning about it. They showed this guy who showed like intelligent people like bad movies. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen that. I, they, smart people like they, they like trash cinema because they they hold it up. To, uh, like, it's very much like avant garde films. Yeah. Like people like if you go on Amazon, people who buy the room also buy these also very critically acclaimed films or these very you know yeah counterculture. The room is very counterculture, you know. Hollywood rejected Tommy Wiseau, so he he found his dark black money six six million dollars of who knows where this money came from blood money drug money uh, whatever money um, vampire money <laughs> wherever he he found this money and he made his own film and he has somehow become this kind of reverse success like yeah. it, it's it's no. it's a successful film yeah it's not good but people watch it people have, they've created this relationship with it where yeah. they throw spoons at the screen where they chant things out at the screen yeah. I, I got to see it firsthand when when Trent had a screen the, the, the one time I've watched it we had a whole bunch of people at our house yeah. and they were doing all the things they were shouting water go oh, go God. You go should, you, go you really need to see it in the theater because it adds so much right. depth the, the, to it it's, it's a part of the experience it's yeah. not it's not the movie it's the experience of the people around Absolutely. you just going ape shit and doing the crazy things and, and seeing Tommy run around throwing a football literally the, live in front of you one of the screenings I went to the Francos were there. Oh, really? They were actually watching it there, mm-hmm. and they asked a question during Q and A. This is when they were cut, like developing the idea oh, of right. doing a movie about it. Right. Uh, it was just before. It was uh, maybe like uh, about eight months before the book, The Disaster Arts, came out. By no, fun, no, you know what? No, guys, they, they, it could not have been there because all the interviews I've been reading was that um, James Franco read the book before he saw the movie. No, not true. They were there. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Curious. I, I was there. <laughs> no, I saw you were them. there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, I've I've had pictures with Tommy. He's mm-hmm. awesome. I've played catch with testosterone on stage. <laughs> I won a little freaking uh, the dog, the oh hi doggy, oh hi doggy. I won that autograph by Tommy because I beat everybody else in at catch 
with testosterone. I had the entire crowd chanting my name. That's the kind of experience you can have yeah, at yeah, this yeah. thing. Uh, that, that, that's, that's intense and also insane. Yeah, like before the movie, they're all chanting my name. And then after, when I walk out of the theater, mm-hmm. everybody that's still around outside the theater starts cl- uh, clapping and cheering for me and clapping my <laughs> Sam, name and chanting Sam, my name. Sam, yeah. Sam, Sam, cool. Sam. One of the coolest moments of my life. I, I bet that's something you will treasure that. that oh, yeah. That, no wonder you have such a uh, positive... Uh, experience with yeah. the room like you have this this positive relationship but with the room. also you have to understand that i don't have that dog anymore my bitch ex has it oh rest in pepperonis ah that that that, that is unfortunate <laughs> yeah that, that is you quite unfortunate say, rest in philippines <laughs> rest in the philippines oh that the, but yeah that movie it, it comes out in wide release so i'm hoping that i can find a uh a, a, a what do you call it a matinee. I, I obviously I, I am very broke, so I cannot afford to pay full price for a film. If it's, but if it's downstairs and I have time, I may go catch it. But I, I know you say it's like you said, it's very different for you. Yeah, where it, I don't. It, I don't want my sausage to be destroyed, <laughs> like Anakin. <laughs> you don't want your sausage to be destroyed. You you don't want the the machine gun woman to come in and, and kill your sausage. Yes, <laughs> you must help me kill, kill sausage. sausage. That is an inside joke for me and Sam. No, make it outside. Watch the movie. You gotta, well, bring me the head of the machine, machine gun, gun woman, or whatever. <laughs> bring me the head of the machine gun woman. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like it would talk too. T- t- well, I guess it didn't take that long to explain. Yeah. crazy weird GTA ish movie on, from from well, Argentina. I believe. From Argent, yeah, it was some foreign film that was. Yeah, you showed it to me. And I, I I included it as part of my uh, 366 and 366. It I wasn't did, bad. It wasn't. It was entertaining. I we watched a live action. <laughs> Argentinian GTA. I thought a hot date. Oh, hey, hey, Chanel, how's it going? Nope, Pete didn't have a hot date. He, uh, he, uh, he's with the family. He's, he's with the fam bam. Pete, Pete's with the family. Uh, oh, so today something very, very big in the in the video game world happened today. There was an announcement of a brand new Mega Man game. This was this was brought to me by several people. I saw this. Yeah, Mega Man 11. Apparently, it's the 30th anniversary of Mega Man. Yeah. And it's very odd that they announce a game because it's been a kind of a weird adversarial relationship between Capcom and the Mega Man franchise. They caused the creator of the of the game to leave several years ago. Was it KJ Inafune? And correct. Yes, that is who it is. And he left, and he went and made his own game, the very um, <laughs> lackluster, the, the Kickstarter disaster known as the Mighty Number no. Nine. Now, yeah, I, I own it. I, I threw twenty bucks at that game. I, I have it on my P, on the PS4 that's recording us on Twitch right now. It's right there, and it's uh, not. It's buggy and terrible. There's there's several levels that won't finish. It'll just freeze and stop playing. And so everyone and a, a, a friend of mine, a guy named Ash, he's a big Mega Man fan. He's kind of felt like oh. They're kind of messing with us. You know, it's 30th anniversary. There's nothing going on. And there was a stream this morning where they announced everyone feared it was just going to be a legacy collection because they had released the Mega Man legacy collection for and, for the consoles. And they also did uh, at E3 had another one. They were talking about how they were going to release the other. Yeah, uh, all the set. X games. like Yeah. Because yeah, they, they released the original Mega Man games on um, PS4 and Xbox One. And then. They announced they all today. They announced the the X collection, all the Super Nintendo ones with, with the with, with the the Android X in them, and they also announced Mega Man Eleven, which yeah, like it's 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 cool because they started it with kind of like an eight bit kind of version. He picks up a the thirtieth anniversary icon and it turns into this HD totally modern looking game. Everything that that Mighty Number no. Nine was supposed to be. As a, a Facebook commenter, Jay Balder says, "Yes, here, hey Insufune, here's how you make a Mega Man game." Yeah, which it, it it looks really good. It has that same flow. 
Well, he also has the financial backing of Capcom now. Oh, they have the Capcom's making it. Yeah, so they Capcom's have making it. We're like, they're not being shit startered. Yeah, no kidding. And if that if that's not proof of like having you need a lot of money to make a good game, then that's I don't know what is. As in so far, it looks great. Everything I, I, from that trailer so far, and then we're, we're going to see more of it. Yeah. And the really cool thing is that. Uh, it's coming out for the Switch. It's coming out for all consoles. Yeah, everybody's jumping on board the Switch, and they're they're even bringing back those uh those two um they're releasing the original collection on the Switch, and they're releasing the, everything is coming out on the Switch, and that's pretty cool. I know yeah. all my Nintendo friends are pretty excited about that, but yeah, we're getting a brand new Mega Man. Game. It's been let me see, I wrote down here, it's been uh, first new Mega Man game in eight years. Not bad because they did Mega Man ten eight years ago. Speaking of games that came out eight years ago, Whoa, what else? I saw the trailer for Red Dead Two. Oh, there's a oh, there's a new is there a new trailer? I or believe something? there's a more recent trailer. There's a recent trailer. Oh man! And it gives you a little more of a, an idea of what the storyline is and who you are and everything. And oh, it's uh, it's actually a prequel. Really, it's a prequel to Red Dead. Oh, yeah. Curious it's the generation. It's not even a generation before. It's the same group. Really, it's the, like the group. Like the, the, the group main that the main bad, character the main, left. What well, the main bad guys that you fight in Red Dead mm-hmm. is the guy. Like he's younger, and you're part of his gang. Huh? Because Marston was chasing down the old leader of his gang. Mm-hmm. And in then the this first time, one. are you playing as the leader of the gang? Now you're no, you're playing as another one of the members, like one of the guys who's looking, mm-hmm. uh, one of the bill collectors, if you will. But probably I I'm I I'm I'm going to go on a limb here and say that your 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 main character the main character probably dies by the end of the game. <laughs> to, I, to explain why you don't exist yeah, in, in, exactly. in Red Dead. I'm in, willing in to bet that that's what happens. But still the idea of a, like they're going backwards with this one. I'm okay with it. No, that's cool. Like sounds, as long as it gives a good narrative cuz because yeah. that that the original Red Dead Redemption had such a satisfying ending. Yeah. Like, and you know, it, it it is because of you that I played Red. I, I you know I don't know if I had told this story before on the show, but I I really do not play the uh, Take Two, you know, Rockstar, sand, you know, sandbox sand, games. Yeah. I'm not really a sandbox game player. But when I I went to your house and you were playing and I watched you play it and I was like, hey, you know what? This is this is very different from the GTA because I'm not a GTA guy. Yeah. But Red Dead Redemption was was very interesting. And I think a few weeks later there was a you know a Target buy two get one free and that was one of the games I bought. And I played the shit out of that game. Yeah. I could not stop playing that game. It's beautiful. Good God, it's such a good game. And I'm kind of hoping, well, it's weird. I kind of hope they do a re-release, but I also, uh, uh, yeah. I, I would love to, I mean, selfishly, I would love to carry it around on my Nintendo Switch. Uh, that would make it a lot easier for me to play because a lot of times now, like, I, I'm, I'm more of a portable gamer than I am yeah. a, a console gamer. You know, I'm playing at home. It's a lot easier to play on the road when I'm, when I'm out and away somewhere. But oh, see, uh, Jai Paul asks, "Am I bad for never playing the first Red Dead?" No, yes. you're not bad. Yes, you are. You're evil. You're a terrible person. <laughs> you were deprived. <laughs> no, seriously, go play it if you get a chance. It's worth it. I, and I it's a very fan- good game. The narrative and the gameplay, just both. It was just awesome. I, the online playing it online. I, I I experienced a lot of assholes online, but playing the, yeah. the the campaign itself was just amazing. I avoided the online bullshit. It wasn't necessary. It's funny. That was one of the games where. It gave you the option to fast travel, but I never did. Yeah. I would always ride my horse or just whatever. I'd steal a freaking uh, one of the, what? God, I already forgot. The freaking. The carriages? Carriages, yeah. yeah. Or the, uh, yeah, the, 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 the wagons. Yeah, yeah. Steal a wagon and ride that. 
And yeah, that game. Yeah, actually, yeah, Jayas. Resident Evil 4 is the only game I've heard you talk about more. Yeah, that would probably be one of the only games I would put above. Because uh, remember, uh, yeah, Red Dead. Yeah, remember, me playing Red Dead Origin was the reason I did that series of blogs uh, years ago, where I talked about the, the, my my favorite games of all time. Yeah. And then I, I Resident Evil Four would probably be the only game I would put above it. And even now, I don't think I could go back and play RE Four. I think I can go back and play uh, Red Dead Redemption and and still enjoy it. But. I can still go back and play Red Dead Revolver. See, that's why I, I, I never played that. I, me and Jai have a mutual friend I who, love who that loved game. that game. Apparently, you also loved yeah. that game. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was a because there were four different characters. You're like four different. Yeah. You, you have four different playthroughs, and, and each one was different. That, I'm maybe we're gonna see multiple. Yeah, CL Reeve, Resident Evil does rock. Yeah, maybe we're gonna see multiple uh, protagonists in this one, like we saw in the last uh, in the last uh, Grand Theft Auto game. We oh. had. Three players we can control on on GTA, and I get the feeling we may have that similar option with the Resident Evil. Uh, uh, Chanel on uh, on Twitch is uh, she loves Red Dead. Yeah, and the zombie version was awesome. Yeah, I, you know, zombies I did, on that was actually fun. I did pick up zombies, but I didn't get very far in it. I think I don't know if I got I got caught up playing something else because I bought the zombies separately later on the the the, the zombie nightmare. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty intense because all the like, oh everybody's dead. Oh, and, they uh, chase you like yeah. like crazy. No, but I, I'm not sure if it was in the zombie one or if it was in just the regular release but my favorite part of that was the whole storyline with bigfoot <laughs> no actually that that was in the original i that was, oh, was i that feel like it was the, in the original i think that was it might because I, mean, I i did get a little uh, i don't normally chase after trophies in games but that was one where i i was trying to get a lot of trophies like kill the grizzly bears yeah. and still do stuff like that i, I you know what i'm not 100 percent sure i, that, I i'm but, sure if a uh, show computer kia fan was here he would correct me right now but that one <laughs> that bigfoot storyline by the end of it you're like Oh shit, man! Yeah, that that like, I remember, they, you fuck it all up for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I remember, it, 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 it turned out to be pretty tragic, which makes me think it probably might have been probably was a oh see uh, Chanel on Twitch says Bigfoot was the regular game. Yep, okay, that, yeah, it was a regular game when you when, like, when you're up in that Pacific Northwest looking area. That, that <laughs> section of the game was like the opposite of Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go. <laughs> Like, there was no multiple ones turning around and waving back at you here. <laughs> you could just, you could just, like, you feel bad for him. So you kind of just want to kill him to end it. Uh, I, yeah, Chanel asked, you shot him? I, I think in both me and Sam, I think we both, I think we did shoot him. <laughs> I can't remember. I I'm, I, honest, I felt I'm bad. I'm pretty sure if you felt bad, you probably shot him. <laughs> yeah, I might have. But I also did, like, it's like, nah, you're like a the only tragic end. <laughs> I think the only tragic ending is probably if, if, if we if we killed him. <laughs> if it was anti-Harry Henderson's end, I think pretty. I feel pretty. I feel pretty confident that I killed him by either by accident or out of fear. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> he just turned. But, he turned and walked away like it was like you know what? Fuck. <laughs> or maybe you didn't shoot him. I don't know. Uh, I just remember that was one of the trophies I remember I was, I was hunting down because I, I remember the regular version. I, I was really doing a lot of trophy hunting. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I think I, I got caught up on something else. When, when I, I played through the first chapter or so, you know, it's weird. I think I didn't like the zombie nightmare because it's probably more linear than the. It was, I think like yeah. the zombie nightmare was more linear than 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 Red Dead was very open world. And that yeah. was one of the first times that I, I really enjoyed an open world. And then zombie felt very linear. Like, oh, okay. Mm, I don't know if I. Did that, but yes, yeah. We we hopefully we get a date for Red Dead Two. Spring 2018. It's gonna also, be even, I was about to say hopefully by E3 we'll get a date, but man, we'll no, get, no, it'll probably be out before. It'll E3. probably be out before E3. Uh, from what I'm hearing, we're gonna be getting also scrape together my, my 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 pennies here. Yeah, from we're gonna be getting announcement on release dates from Square Enix. So for our, for some major titles, from what I'm understanding, really? 
uh, potentially Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to get a release date. Oh, and wow. The Final Fantasy remake. I thought I was going to die before Kingdom Hearts 3 finally came yeah. out. No, it looks like they're starting to wrap up development on it. So it looks like they're going to give us something more concrete. Hey, cool. I, I, I'm i always all for more Kingdom Hearts. I, I, I fought the urge to buy the remakes that came out recently. I, I, part of me wanted to replay. See, yeah, there's certain games that I know I can replay, and there's certain games I know I'm going to get bored out of my mind if I try to replay or like it'll, yeah. it'll drive me insane. And I always I always feel like, oh, man, Kingdom Hearts would be really fun to replay, and I think about all the, all the farming that I'd have to do, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck that noise. <laughs> you know, something else that um, show contributor Irv Dambajaba sent me last week, but I, I we didn't get a chance to talk about it on last week's show. They're releasing Super Mario cereal, and no, not, not the, the old, not the Nintendo one with not the Link? Nintendo cereal. No, not the Nintendo cereal system, my the, friend. The when half, we were children, the half, the half, Mario, half, half Link. Yeah, I remember. No, they're releasing Super Mario cereal, just Super Mario cereal. And let me tell you what is happening with it. Uh, the, 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 what's, what's getting a bunch of nerds excited about this Super Mario cereal? The box itself. There's going to be a chip inside the box that's an amiibo. What? So you can hold it up to your Nintendo Switch or, or your 3DS <laughs> to a compatible Mario game, and it'll function just like the, the little figurines. So there's going to be a chip in the box. Because I, 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 I saw conflicting reports where it's going to be random boxes or every box. I'm not sure, but... There is Super Mario System. <laughs> I, even, I even I even put in my notes because I knew you were going to say it. Not the Nintendo Serial System. Because <laughs> I knew, because I'm like, Dude, you're not the same it. age. I'm sure, hey, I had a box in Nintendo System. I had it too. I, hell yeah, I was a big Nintendo. I'm st- I still am a big Nintendo. I've always I've always been a big Nintendo nerd going back to my childhood. But I recall you know, the, half and half, the weird half and half box, man. Nintendo, it's a cereal now. And they even made the, the the box look like the old Nintendo Entertainment yeah. System box. <laughs> and they, they they were so committed to their branding, Nintendo Serial System. <laughs> Instead of Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Serial. I don't I don't know if it was good or not, but it was probably just it your wasn't. generic. I remember I was very disappointed. <laughs> it was your generic uh, uh, cereal. It, it, it was like Crunch Berries. Oh, really? The, the Mario side was like Crunch Berries. I can't remember what the Link side was. Link side was probably not good then. And I didn't <laughs> like Crunch Berries. I'm on the. I'm the only guy that hates Crunch Berries. Mm-hmm. Ah, are here on Facebook Live uh, for in Kingdom Hearts Two. Aquatica in Part Two is garbage, and the only thing keeping me from replaying Kingdom Hearts Two. Um, <laughs> that's right, because uh, that Aquatica was like uh, that was during the rhythm game <laughs> phase of. <laughs> that was around the time I think Elite Guitar Hero had, had come out, so everyone was putting rhythm games. See how we have Crunch Berries. Cut the roof of your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck Captain Crunch. Fuck Crunch Berries. Uh, and then Jai Potter also confirms from his childhood that cereal was nasty. Donkey Kong cereal was delicious. I forgot that there was a Donkey Kong cereal. I think there was also a Pac-Man cereal. That, and, man, back in the 80s, they should just make everything. They just license everything in the cereals. Hell yeah. Why not? Now they just make Money. weird flavors. Yeah. <laughs> now they just make weird flavors. <laughs> I, know, I remember at some point Cheerios had like six different flavors. I'm like, the fuck, man? Let's give my 100 nut Cheerios. I'm cool. Anyway. I, I can't eat any of them. It, Oh really? No, you don't want to know why. Oh, <laughs> I'm assuming it's a gastrointestinal issue. Yeah, very colorful one. <laughs> very colorful barrels and barrels and hammers. Oh, I'm assuming the Dung Gong cereal had barrels and hammers. Ah, so yeah. Hey, my mom joined. Your mom joined. Hi, mom. Ah, hey. hey, hello, sounds mom. Hey, Sam, you should probably run around here to the camera so your mom can see you. Yeah, coming around the mountain. 
coming around the house. So that way, it's, 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 it's I very, cut my hair. He cut his hair. Look. He doesn't look like, uh, you don't look like uh, day one Lonzo Ball anymore. <laughs> you look like current Lonzo now Ball. Now I look like Lonzo's ball sack. <laughs> That's a sports reference for you nerds. <laughs> Man, oh, and something else I saw just before we got on the air. This is a crazy thing I just saw. Quentin Tarantino, the uh, the famed director, has the, the himself. The the himself. He is in talks with Paramount to direct a Star Trek movie. Whoa. This would be the first time, or I, or I guess, that, well, actually technically the second time, because Jackie Brown was someone else's character. This would be the second time of him playing in someone else's sandbox instead of creating his own. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, because I, I remember him saying he's only going to make a certain number of films, and I guess this would be one of his last movies. I guess he's going to, he's, he's, I don't know if we'll actually it'll actually happen, but that's that's what I saw on the internet. A lot a lot of uh, ver- uh, quality sources are verifying that Quentin Tarantino has been talking to J.J. Abrams because J.J. Abrams, even though he's a Star Wars guy as well, he's he's he was a Star Trek guy. He, he's been yeah. he's been the hel- at the helm of taking care of it. He hasn't directed them, but the last one was directed by the, the Fast and the Furious guy. He is the Uber nerd. He is. He he has transcended to the area where many nerds want to be. Yeah. <laughs> he is he's an in-demand nerd. He is boldly going <laughs> where no nerd has gone before. Yeah, that that is is crazy to think that Quentin Tarantino doing a Star Trek movie. I wonder if they're going to go for a hard R. That way, <laughs> can we get? I'm sorry. Can we get Samuel Jackson in there? I, I was want, just about to say that. I no, one. We were both running. To, we were both running the same turnstile. Yes, <laughs> one good. I've had it with these motherfucking Klingons in my motherfucking ship. <laughs> I accidentally saw, I saw a great compilation video earlier today of every time Samuel Jackson said "motherfucker" in a movie. Did you I see that, that compilation too. as well? That was intense. How about if Samuel L. Jackson is a Klingon? Dude. We'll finally learn the word motherfucker in Klingon. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> I know, our, our, uh, I haven't watched that Star Trek Discovery, but it's my understanding that I, they do get a little swearing in there. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched it because I, I refuse to pay for yet another app. <laughs> Just to get the, 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 the CBS all access. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a Tarantino film, a Star Trek movie, that's going to have to be an R. If he's directing it, there's no way one to see, like you said, we have to get Sam Jackson in there. Oh, Some yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah. Either <laughs> Captain Dynamite or, or Klingon freaking High Commander fucketh you. <laughs> Motherfucker you. Oh my god. I, I, I it will, was quite a long compilation. It would, it would really make me happy to see Tarantino do a Star Trek movie. That would be great. And then you see freaking, and then and then Sam Jackson would transcend it from Star Wars into Star Trek, and it would cause all sorts of conflict to those people who, who can't choose one, who can't who can't do both. They have to choose one or the other. See me, I've always been a both guy. I, I piss off people because I'm like I'm both. I like Star Trek and I like Star Wars. I like them both. Yeah, I straddle the line. I actually mm-hmm. took a test that says that tries to find out if you're a more Star Wars nerd or Trekkie. I am 50-50. You're right down the middle. I am right down the middle. Yeah, I was kidding. I was all about Next Generation back when I was younger. I love that stuff. And I, I like the old movies. My parents, my, my, I remember my dad taking me to Star Trek. Uh, no, uh, was it uh, the Voyage Home? And laughing <laughs> my ass off because that was a funny ass movie. I remember going to see Six mm-hmm. with my cousins because we were all Trek undiscovered country. Yeah, we we were all total nerds, and all my cousins. We all went. My cousin, one of my cousins, took all of like the underaged kids to go see it. 
So nice. we, uh, and that we, was the murder mystery. And we had my two-year-old at the time, two-year-old mm-hmm. cousin Matt. He had a jacket that had a backpack zip built into it. So you smuggled in. We all- smuggled in KFC hot wings. <laughs> and we were literally like saying. And we sat in the front row, and we and whenever any of us wanted a piece, we would say, "Can you please pass the mat?" <laughs> like, nah, oh, I have uh, loving nah. memories about Star Trek movies. Yeah, the, uh, you have great memories. I remember as a kid being creeped out. Oh, I remember I was being creeped out by the you know, the, the quest for Spock because I understood that he had died, and I'm like, "What? Isn't he dead? What? Yeah. It was a search for Spock. It was like the search for Spock. I don't know, that wasn't the quest. It was a search for Spock." I mean, creeped out by that. Like, he's dead. I thought they killed him. It freaked me out when I saw him in pain. Like, his whole, like, becoming mature adult Mm -hmm. Spock in, like, the span of 10 hours was kind of terrifying. Oh, this is an awesome comment here by T.L. Reeve. Search for Spock was was my second movie in a theater. My third was Return of the Jedi. I remember seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater. My mom took me. I remember that. I I I didn't get to see any of the original trilogy in the theater. I I was I think I was too little. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, I was probably too my annoying. Mom's actually paying attention. Thank you, mom, for taking me to see Star Wars when I was a little kid. <laughs> and also, thank you for taking me to see Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, you saw that in the theater? Too? My mom t- uh, kept me out of school one day. We hung out, and she took me to see Good Morning Vietnam, and it's the reason why I am doing radio. Oh, I was, I was I, I, that thought had just crossed my mind, and you said if you saw Good Morning Vietnam as a kid. I'm like, no wonder you're a radio guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Between that and Chick Hearn, I was sold. <laughs> oh, T.L. Reeves' first movie was Muppets Take Manhattan. See, I saw all of those at home. Like, I, I can't remember. I think... All my early movies as a kid were all like R-rated movies because my parents like it was cheaper to buy a movie ticket than hire a babysitter. Because <laughs> back then, yeah, movie tickets were like a buck or two back then. Yeah. So hire a babysitter for like 10, 15 bucks or whatever, or buy me a ticket and like F it. <laughs> parents are with me. I'm gonna go watch Cobra. <laughs> that's that's the that's the earliest movie I can recall was watching Cobra. I saw Eddie Murphy raw in the theater. Nice. Nineteen eighty-seven. I was eight. No wonder you're so filthy. I, I am. You're a filthy mad. No oh, wonder. God. I, by sixth grade, I had every line in that thing committed to memory. See, I, I got to put you and Jai Paul in the same room more often. <laughs> that, yeah, no, there would just be a vortex of really bad comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we did have you you and him in the same room here before. Yeah. And it was awesome, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, yo. You guys... Yeah, my, my my first film. Yeah, I, I it was probably it was probably some R-rated thing. I, it was one of the death. I, I know it was one of the Death Wish death movies. Wish. Oh, was, oh yeah, because I have weird. Like, I, all all of my memories of these R-rated films all revolve around either food or something. Because like Cobra was, I remember being disappointed. Like, he opened the pizza box and he had a gun and some other stuff in it. And I'm like, where's the pizza? <laughs> Why is there no pizza in the pizza box? And then I remember I forget which Death Wish it was, where uh, where Charles Bronson brushes his teeth and then rinses his mouth with freaking either vodka or some sort of alcohol. Call that he had in his freaking, and I was like, "Why is he rinsing his mouth with that? That's not mouth." Oh, <laughs> it's like he's drinking alcohol. Yeah, it's like no wonder my brain's so messed up. <laughs> I, I watch more R-rated movies in my childhood than most kids will ever watch in their entire childhoods nowadays. Oh God, yeah. Well, a lot of the stuff I we I had Showtime brandy. Oh, thank you, T.L. Reef. He was drinking brandy. He was he was rinsing his mouth with brandy. Yeah, thank you. I, I I had Showtime when I was a kid, so I just, <laughs> I like I grew Showtime. up with Showtime. 
So I, I anything that and popped up on there, I was attuned to, and it would. I just I got my all of my mute like movie. Because I know we call Cinemax Skinemax, but, but but what do they call? Because I know Showtime had that stuff. Oh no, Showtime that was later on in the evening. Yeah, they but not they did that later on. HBO. At the beginning, when they first started, apparently I didn't have it, but some of my friends did. Yeah. And they were like all night softcore stuff. <laughs> and Showtime, I would stay up late. Mom, I, you can listen. I don't care. Uh, I would stay up late because I was an insomniac and I couldn't sleep. Uh-huh. Anxiety. Right. And I would sit there and I would watch whatever was on Showtime. And it rarely was anything uh, like they, maybe one, one day out of the week they would they would start throwing stuff up there, but it so was I, that's I guess that's why Cinemax had that reputation of being Skinemax yes, and not Showtime. And H, but HBO and Cinemax were like flooding the market, and Showtime I guess felt they had like, like nope. they had to catch up later on. <laughs> well, later on. So the Chanel on uh, on uh, Twitch, like I had the black box. See, I didn't I didn't have a black box till like it was like way later until like I was in high school. <laughs> My family decided, F it, we're getting a black box. <laughs> Good old old school cable. Is that where was it? What was, oh man, I had a thought that I just totally lost. Oh no, I remember watching Ricochet. That that movie fucked me up with Denzel Washington and John Lithgow. Mm. That movie fucked me up as a kid. <laughs> like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> my dad's like wow maybe i shouldn't be showing you this one i'm like as like as uh denzel washington is being like raped by a white woman <laughs> yeah i remember seeing that scene i'm like well, uh, dad what's happening <laughs> and he's like uh you shouldn't watch this <laughs> yeah <laughs> like she has big boobies dad <laughs> i you know i probably should rewatch ricochet it's i probably haven't watched it since i saw it as a kid we need to do like oh like this red shoe diaries of, we need oh god yeah no that those giant came brings out up red shoe that, that was later that that came out around like age 12 for me that like though it was early on they didn't show very much they didn't right. do very much yeah I, I just remember my thought that i had the, the only times my family would ever have hbo would it was usually in september whenever there was a big uh big boxing match mm-hmm. and like you you'd have to order hbo for the month yeah <laughs> so like they, we'd contact Kayla, we'd like hbo this month because we want to see uh, this was before I, I i don't know if this was before pay-per-view or yep like if you all want, the big fights were on hbo yeah, and you'd watch. And so we'd had HBO for a month. I'm like, oh, cool. And I'd, I'd watch HBO during the day. Like, oh, cool. We have movies whenever we want. Yeah. yeah. But all then, the all the Tyson fights. Yes. See, well, see, I don't know. Actually, we would get the Tyson fights occasionally, but but usually, like traditional Mexican family, we'd always be watching it because uh, back then in those days in the, the, the mid '90s, it was a uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. Oh yes. Yeah. It was always he'd always have a fight on on Mexican Independence Day. Only one of the very few fighters that's won over a hundred fights. Yeah, <laughs> just out of just oof, just out of sheer uh, momentum, he just kept fighting. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the stories I hear later on, I'm like, wow, that guy, that guy barely trained. Like he trained like very poorly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of his training used to involve whores and ice cream bars. Yeah, it was like <laughs> tequila and tacos, bitches. <laughs> it's like he was obsessed with the Hagen Dazs, uh, the those, those fancy Hagen Dazs, uh, um, uh, ice cream, uh, ice cream bars. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no wonder he like slowing down. The end. It was like because before he used to be able to knock out people. Later on, it was just he just outlast. <laughs> oh yeah, he would just outlast people. He would just deliver like body blow, liver punches, and um, not, and just people would give up because they're like, internally bleeding. I remember like his hundredth fight. Didn't he fight like Oscar De La Hoya or something? Something like that. Yeah, I remember the the hundredth fight. Was against Oscar De La Hoya, and then there was another fight where I think it was B Hop. I, I remember Bernard Hopkins was the one who 
put I, him on his ass. I love Beehive. I'm a big Beehive. <laughs> I, I remember back then I was not allowed to like Bernard Hopkins. I think he was one of the first people that beat yeah. uh, Julio Chavez because yeah. he put him on his ass. Uh, he beat him down. I and then going back now, now that I've, I've experienced the magic, which is Bernard Hopkins, yeah. he's hilarious. He's yeah. awesome. I've met him a couple times. He's oh, really? One of the nicest guys. But oh. uh, we used to have a show here in the building called uh, it was uh, the Neutral Corner with R- Rich Morata. Hell yeah! I, I used, used to listen to, to that I show. To, I used to run that show. Oh, really? Oh, shit! So we had you know him and the Doctor Style was there with us and. Yeah, every week we would have different fighters on, and, uh, and you'd have, you'd have you B-Hop know, on. Oh uh, we'd man, get, we'd get B-Hop. We'd get uh, uh, oh geez, uh, the trainer, pa- Pacquiao's trainer would come oh, in. Oh, what's his name? Fucking Teddy, uh, uh, Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach. We would get Freddie Roach in all the time, and we, uh, that would, guy seemed pretty cool. Uh, oh, and uh, Diego Corrales, man, that dude. He, if you ever want to see amazing boxing, that you'll never. It, it was a once in a lifetime fight. Watch the uh, the Castillo Corrales fight, mm. huh? I'm telling you that the entire fight was just nip and tuck, and the last round had two knockout or sorry two knockouts and then a stoppage. The guy who was knocked down twice came back and made the other and made the fight stop because oh, he wow. beat the other guy down. See, oh man, my my favorite Bernard Hopkins story that he he told the story on the Jim Rome show. Like he was talking about when he was in prison because Bernard Hopkins went yeah. to prison. He talked about how he used to make hot sandwiches. He you'd get a shoebox, you you fill it with tin foil. You get a light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> you'd wire the you you wire the light bulb up or you plug it in or whatever. I guess whatever rude you with a battery with whatever yeah. whatever crude. He would make a crude little like toaster oven. Yeah. <laughs> and that the heat from the light bulb would heat the sandwich and you'd have a hot sandwich. I, I was sitting there like. That's uh, it's that an, is ingenious. And it's I was an like easy bake out. oven. You're, yeah, you're yeah, you're literally making an easy bake, you're improvising an easy bake oven with a freaking light bulb and a Nike shoebox. Yeah, <laughs> you have a guy for any way you can. I remember like listening to that on the radio, like blown away. Yeah, I'm like wow, that 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 is intense. That is just that that's a whole other life just to to have to MacGyver that shit in prison. Yeah. Yeah, that's some straight MacGyver. That's uh, insanity. That's resourcefulness, right? Imagine what they could do with uh, a paperclip. <laughs> with a paperclip, right? Like we could we could bust out of this shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the that's the the the, um, the, the marketable t- skills that they're learning <laughs> how yeah. how to improvise as much as they can. Uh, not not everybody's Andy Dufresne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from Shawshank. That's right. <laughs> oh man, I I I have I've. Exhausted my brain. I, I've run out of content. <laughs> oh, dude, you want more content? Uh, well, what do you got? What, 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 what do you What do you have? Let's let's go to let's go to Sam's. Yeah, what what do you got? For for what, what can we tap dance for five minutes? Okay, let's see. We've got well, video game wise, a bunch of games. Uh, what What do we got this month? Uh, well, we're already upon Christmas. I know we are upon Christmas. Um, I've got the Switch coming in soon. So oh, I'm right, you're getting to, your Switch. Yeah. All right, awesome. Um. You know what's funny? You know, I've been watching a ridiculous amount of WWE Network this past week, and also watching uh, the the video game channel of the wrestler Xavier Woods, Up Up Down Down. Yes, and I've discovered because of the nature of the the traveling wrestler, every single wrestler has a Nintendo Switch. That doesn't shock me. 
It's I, I was watching because they're showing them on a plane. He was doing like a little video on the plane, and you see four of them together playing Mario Kart, and another one's off to the side playing Zelda, that's or another awesome. one's playing Golf Star. It, it kind of just blew me away. I'm like, oh, that totally makes sense. Of course, you know, they're on the road. They're either driving or flying. They're they're constantly like the the real job of the wrestler is not to wrestler the to wrestle. The real job of a professional wrestler is to travel. Yeah, is to get from point A to point B, and that's and then. Funny, that's some my favorite content on the W Network is not the wrestling. It's all these kind of the behind the scenes shows yeah. where it shows like their life and how, how they actually are. And that's another reason why I like this other gaming channel. And it's showing all this stuff. And it kind of blew me away. And I was like, huh, that totally makes sense that they'd all like, because a lot of them carry around. No, and, and that's the other thing too. The old wrestlers in the 80s, they would do drugs and get drunk. And now all these wrestlers, they get together and they play games. They, I'm watching, they have a Madden tournament. <laughs> Awesome. Right now, and they're all playing, it. and you get to see all their actual personalities, and they're, and they're all dicks to each other. And they're playing Madden, and I, like all day today, I was watching. They had a FIFA tournament between all the, <laughs> between the wrestlers, and it's funny just to watch them just shit talk each other and just bury each other. It's so funny, like all the, like it, it's it's uh, it feeds into that whole professional. I was like. Your actual personality is probably a lot better than what they're feeding you. Yeah. And then right now they're not letting them be creative. Like if they just let them be themselves, oh, the, the show would actually be much more entertaining. I'm more entertained watching these two wrestlers play Madden or play FIFA or play UFC than I am w- watching actual professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because right now the state of professional wrestling isn't exactly on it's not, fire. Well, at least as far as WWE goes. Uh, yeah. In Japan, in a few weeks, they're going to have like their biggest show and it's going to be pretty awesome, in my that, opinion. Well, yeah. But I mean, I'm. In as far general, as WWE goes, yeah, it's kind of. Not, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that's. Uh, yeah. I spent. Yeah. I spent today watching uh, all these videos on YouTube of Up, Up, Down, Down. Now, with the. Switch, I can't believe I didn't write this down earlier. The, yeah. uh, like, the ability to connect with friends like mm-hmm. we have on PSN over here, right. it's still not. Good, is it? It's not great. I mean, it's, I'm a, do we still I, need like that long ass ID number? Yeah. What the fuck? Or, or why? Because Nintendo. Uh, I, unfortunately, Nintendo has always built this kind of like. I think they still operate in that old school mentality where they're trying to protect people from predators. It, they're overprotective. That I, that. Hey. And that. And that they've always circumstance, been. Then the parents need to be the ones being protected. Exactly, That's not Nintendo's responsibility. I know, and 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 it frustrates me to no end. But if um, but throughout their whole, if you have a Nintendo ID, you can just find your friends through like if if you've already like let's say via the Nintendo uh, Wii U or on the 3DS or all these phone apps that they've had, yeah. either the Miiverse or um, uh, Mitomo, they have that that Fire Emblem game. If you if you've made a friend through there, then you can friend them via that. But if you don't have any of the net- Nintendo network ID, then you have to get their 16 or 12 digit code. Lame. I know. Or if you're in the same vicinity as them, you can just be like, oh, you can. Lame. I know. Nintendo will always. That 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 is the big knock against. They will always be technologically behind as far as infrastructure goes. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that you would think they would. They'd be, be on more, top of, right? But not just be on top of, but be leading the game in. Right. No. But unfortunately, they're always going to be behind. They're all, I, I always feel like Nintendo's going to be, a, like, as far as that kind of stuff goes, they're always going to be like five to ten years behind everyone else. Hmm. <laughs> Where like you can, like on PlayStation and Xbox, if you're playing against someone, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. I can friend you. Or if you're in the same chat room as someone else, like, like, yeah. like when I, in, in PlayStation chat rooms, like, oh, okay, cool. All right, I'll friend you now. All very right. easy. Very it's very easy. Simple. It's a couple yeah. of presses of a button. On, unfortunately, on Nintendo, it's still... If you're playing against a stranger, Nintendo's, oh, they're a stranger. They could be a predator. Nope, you can't friend them directly. Wow. 
it's still it's still kind of backwards yeah. in that mentality. I so, think it's yeah, I, 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 I honestly where, had hoped that this generation would have been the generation where Nintendo kind of figured it out, at least got to like PS3 levels of connectivity, but unfortunately at no. least it motivates people to get up and go and actually use the switch for its intended purpose going around and playing it outside right or playing with other people yeah. well well the, the intended purpose of switch is to play anywhere you want exactly. I, I think that's the thing you can play and oh that's another thing i saw today watching the um uh, that up of down channel there is a project this company made this projector where like you you can dock the uh yeah, the, I've the seen switch this. into it, and then like you can project it onto the wall. Yeah, it also charges your switch if you want as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, and then you and then if you don't want to necessarily just use it for the, let's say with my PS4, there's an HDMI port. I can plug in my PS4, and boom, now I have a projector for my PS4. One thing is like it was like it was like two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars. So I was like, I was like, well, with my current budget, like if this was like four years ago, my budget, I would have just dropped that right. I would have bought it on the Indiegogo like. On the spot, yeah. <laughs> like, cool. I have a projector. I can just project. Freaking, let's all play Mario Kart together and project it on the wall. Or if, if Sardo was still around, I would just project it on the wall. We could play Street Fighter like that. Yeah, that would be awesome, right? So, also on another video game tip, uh-huh. there's what the DLC for Destiny coming out. That's right. Yeah, that's come out tomorrow. Uh, I I bought the deluxe edition, so so I, you're gonna get it. I, I, I it, it, it's already it, there. It should be downloading. It should have downloaded already onto my PS4. That's right there. It should theoretically have downloaded already. I mean, we'll see. It's supposed to drop. It's weird. They're they're making. See, Destiny has been going through this very trying, or I should say, Bungie, the the developer. They're going through this very difficult time where the player base has rebelled against them, vocally and openly. They oh, are having. Yeah. Major problems. They're, Ra- they're, rankings are, are uh, leveling up has been an issue now. Yes, they um, uh, they, they yeah. To try to to try to encourage people to spend money because yeah. every time you level it, up, you get one of those little the equivalent the destiny equivalent of a loot box. Yeah. Every time you level up, you'd get one of the little bright engrams, and you could get cosmetic stuff. But apparently, someone figured out oh. After you've gotten to a certain level, they made it more difficult. It would take longer for you to try to inspire you to like, oh, this is frustrating. I should just spend money then. Yeah. This was, I I don't know if this is an Activision idea or a Bungie idea, but uh, apparently they collaborated on this. And some enterprisingly, you know, obsessive gamers figured it out. They're tracking their their XP and they're seeing it was taking more and more to level up because it wasn't consistent. Yeah. And zero knows, oh, they're throttling XP. So, oh. When they got busted on it, oh, we're sorry about that. Oh, we didn't know about that bullshit. That it was working as intended. <laughs> that that's a, that's a load of shit there, Bungie. Was, oh, oh, show contributor Kiet Fam says it doesn't start downloading until eight a.m. tomorrow. So I, I guess I have to keep my PS4 in sleep mode tonight, or when I when I wake up tomorrow morning to to download. However, however many gigs that's gonna be. Yeah, it's like I I'd actually logged in and played uh, this past Saturday for the first time in a, in a, in a good while, and I, I played with my I played with some of my, some of my good buddies uh, like Crunchy Sashimi and Bushy Brow Lee, <laughs> and uh, and I had I had some fun with them. We were we're yeah. goofing off. Apparently, uh, like 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 we've uh, like we discussed before, the game itself is um, hey, there's Crunchy right there. He's watching. Uh, the game itself, it, it's not. Re- I've always said the game is not about the game itself. It's the game is about who you play with, and the game is a lot better when you have friends to play with. But if all of your friends are quitting, then 
Yeah. <laughs> it, the game is hard to play. I mean, obviously, and you, I you were demoted. You gave up. Yeah. I gave up on it because it, would, it just wasn't fulfilling any need for me. Yeah, exactly. I, I have only played a couple of times in the last like month and a half because there was no uh, there's no content. Uh, there's no motivation. Yeah. There, there, the I had already I had caught all the carrots on the sticks. And there was no, yeah. there was no carrot left for me to get. Like now even, they've extended the carrot. Yeah, they're, 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 there is no carrot. <laughs> well, no, you level up more. Get up to three. Oh, Crunchy says he misses playing with you, f- f- fellow uh, uh, cannabis Aww. user. Crunchy misses playing. Yeah, yeah. You guys were can- can- cannabis bros. <laughs> yes. No, I, I I miss the camaraderie, and I'll 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 jump in on the chat room just to say hi to people and stuff. But but the game itself, the game no. itself, you, you've, been, you've been demotivated, like a lot yeah. of people have. Yeah, there's no. Uh, it just feels like it was running in place. Yeah, I, they're, they're they're clearly trying to just they're they're focusing more on profits than gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Which in this modern world, it's been a recurring theme these last few weeks where we've been talking about how the 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 corporatization. Oh, let's see, but only if he's having fun. Let's see, like Crunchy doesn't want to force you to play. Only if you're having fun. Yeah, no, I, I'll join. I'll jump in the, into the chat room, but I'm not gonna. But this, I, I've given up on it. But yeah, we, we've been seeing this kind of rebellion against this corp, corporatizing of console gaming because this is obviously has been normal in in cell phone games, but now in console games, this has become a huge problem. So. I'm sure I'll go off on another rant about this in the future. As Sam Z has to run and go take care of something else, this has been Dre's Geek. Let me run through. Oh, man, I didn't have my sheet ready. I don't have my sheet together. Ah, that was a bad pun. I had to pull out my thank you. So if you want to follow Sam Zia on Twitter, you can follow him at Sam Z 570. If Pete was here, he would tell you to follow him at Nostalgic Comics. And you can always buy comics from him. From there, I want to thank our show contributors, Irv Dambutama, Kiet Fam, Rick Mears, and our good Twitch contributor, good friend, Chanel. Thank you so much for always helping us out with Twitch. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Podcast. If you want to watch and see the entire studio, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Podcast, just like Crunchy Sushimi and Chanel are, are always watching us so you can see the full view of our studio over on that end. We do have a YouTube channel. You can watch classic, quote unquote classic episodes of Dre's Geek Philosophy if you search Dre's Geek Philosophy on YouTube. And... On Wednesdays, if you want to hear about comic books, you can watch the Multiverse Comic Show right here on Facebook. I've been working on trying to see maybe we can do that on Twitch or or whatnot. Apparently, Twitch is no longer just for gaming. Twitch is for everything now. All kinds of things are on Twitch. Professional wrestling is on Twitch. Yeah, it's it's it, it is crazy. So, uh, but Wednesday nights at eight thirty p.m. we we do the Multiverse Comic Show. That is Pete's show where we talk comics, we talk everything comic related, and we talk about the brand new comics. Uh, our show contributor Kiet Fam literally purchased a comic through the show because he realized his comic shop ran out of uh, the latest issue of Super Sons. I told him, "Hey, I'll take care of that for you." And when he comes over to watch the Royal Rumble or whatever, I'll get him that comic that I picked up for him. So, Survivor Series is in L.A. next year. I. Saw that I that was that's pretty great. They're going to be here that entire weekend. Yeah. Saturday they're going to have NXT Takeover. Sunday will be Survivor Series. Monday will be Raw. Tuesday will be SmackDown. Me personally, I'm excited about that Saturday show because I love me some NXT. Um, that's yeah. some old. It feels like some old school wrestling. I may need to bring Lily. Oh wow, we might. Well, we'll take. We're going to take Lily to one of those. Definitely going to take Lily to one of those shows. Yeah, for sure. Most likely, yeah. Next next November. 
Let me see. Are you going to be on during? Oh, that, that's actually like, crunchy. That's something me and Sam actually discussed before the show. And it, it seems that Sam will be uh, stuck working on those days. So that means we will be on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I don't know. I, yep. I, I saw the calendar earlier this month. We will be on Christmas night. We will be on New Year's night or New Year's day, I should say. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, are we going to be on, Sam? Or are you I believe here? so, yeah. You, 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 it's a Monday. I'm if you're, if you're working, yeah. If you're I'm hoping that I can adjust part of the schedule, but right. we'll see. I mean, if you if you won't be here, I'll, I'll, I'll do the show myself <laughs> somewhere else. I We are still going to have the show uh, by hook or crook. Cause I, I really, I, I, because I, I am a Mexican, I celebrate Christmas Day on Christmas Eve. So my Christmas evening is usually open. So either here with Sam, I will be here on that, that Christmas night. We'll be on Christmas night and then New Year's uh, New Year's Day. I usually have a couple of things I usually have to do on Chris on, on New Year's Day, but we'll, we'll see. We'll play by ear as we get closer to that. Especially, I live in Pasadena, so it's a pain in the ass to get in and out of Pasadena. Yeah, <laughs> on New you know, a bit where I live in Pasadena, yeah. I live right by the Rose Parade route, and I live right, right next to the Rose Bowl. Bowl. So I usually don't go home. I usually I usually try to escape early. <laughs> I, I go because I usually go visit Jonah on on New Year's uh, New Year's morning, and uh, I, I have another friend. He always has a uh, his, his birthday is New Year's Day, and he has a big birthday party, and they have a whole bunch of awesome Hawaiian food. And he always tells us to come over and eat all the Hawaiian food. Awesome. Oh, so that's kind of been like a New Year's Day tradition for me for like the last ten years. So I'll go do that, and then after that, we're probably gonna do the show. Uh, I'll tell the show contributor Irv to come come with me and come do the show. <laughs> oh, I'm sure his wife probably wouldn't appreciate me kidnapping him. Yeah. <laughs> So that that's us. Yeah, we will have shows. Well, in some way, shape, or form, either here at the Secret Podcast Studio or me myself at home or at Nostalgic Books. If Pete isn't busy with his family, we'll, we will do shows still. It's yeah, New Year's Day. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Crunchy, on Twitch. Yeah, because uh, that is something I was uh, I was concerned about earlier today and was discussing with uh, Executive Producer Sam. So for Sam Zia. I am your host, Dre Cervantes. You can always catch us here Monday nights, 8 p.m. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching on Facebook. Thank you for watching on Twitch. Thank you for listening. If you're one of the many people who listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, thank you so much for supporting the show. We'll be back here on Wednesday on Facebook, and we'll be back here on Monday night again doing the Dre's Geek and Philosophy. That's Sam. That's me. Have a good night. Bye, Mom. Bye, Sam's mom.